You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my theater kid friends to my favorite classic rock albums. And when we look at a concert album or a rock opera, they introduce me to their favorite musicals. What a beautiful face I have found in this place That is circling all around the sun What a beautiful dream That could flash on the screen In a blink of an eye And be gone from me Soft and sweet Let me hold it close And keep it here with me And one day we will die and our ashes will fly from the aeroplane over the sea. Hello everyone, today we're talking about Neutral Milk Hotel in the Aeroplane Over the Sea with my half Paul hey. and Romy. In the Aeroplane Over the Sea is the second studio album by Louisiana rock band Neutral Milk Hotel, released on February 10th, 1998 on Merge Records. It was produced by Robert Schneider, and the genres are indie rock, psychedelic folk, indie folk, and lo-fi. And from All Music Review, Jason Ankeny. Perhaps best likened to a marching band on an acid trip, Neutral Milk Hotel's second album is another quixotic sonic parade. Lo-fi yet lush, impenetrable yet wholly accessible, and the aeroplane over the sea is either the work of a genius or an utter crackpot, with the truth probably falling somewhere in between. Again teaming with producer Robert Schneider, Jeff Magnum invests the material here with new maturity and clarity. While the songs run continuously together as they did on the previous album, On Avery Island, there is a much clearer sense of shifting dynamics from track to track, with a greater emphasis on structure and texture. Magnum's vocals are far more motive as well. Whether caught in the rush of spiritual epiphany or in the grip of sexual anxiety, he sings with a new fervor, composed an equal measure of ecstasy and anguish. However, as his musical concepts continue to come into sharper focus, one hopes his stream of consciousness lyrical ideas soon begin to do the same. While Magnum spins his words with the rapid-fire intensity of a young Dylan, the songs are far too cryptic and abstract to fully sink in. In the airplane over the sea is undoubtedly a major statement, but just what it's saying is is anyone's guess. All right, what do we think of uh, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea by Neutral Milk Hotel? Who's a first time listener? One of my, uh, one of, it's, been, it's one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, I, I loved it for years. Three years? I, I, Several I, years. I've heard you, I thought, I thought I heard you say just three years. <laughs> Um, no, um, for several years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought this, uh, album was very good. Um, I don't know exactly think it's like the number 30 greatest album of all time, as Rate Your Music calls it. Uh, I could think of more than just 29 albums better than In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. Yeah, I want to see how, uh, uh, you know what I haven't done? I, I, in a while, I haven't, um, found a, God. God, I'm distracted by I love you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's very loud. Um, so I haven't looked up Acclaimed Music, how it ranks on the all-time list. I bet it's up there. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm just going to mute the album completely so it doesn't distract me. You guys could just keep me up on what's going on on the album because I'm clearly not listening to it. Well, up me. Well, I'll, I'll tell you guys what I think of the album. Okay. I love it. Oh, really? 
I absolutely love it. Oh. First time listener, and you're like, this is this is my jam. I was not mm. expecting that. Yeah. Like, I've always thought that this album was like a bit of a a creeper album. Like it took like it it took I had to take like a couple listens for each song for me to be like, yeah, this is my jam. But like it clicked with you first time. Oh yeah, like not the first time. Like the first time I heard, it, I didn't really know how to go about it but once i really realized what kind of album this was and i knew what i was getting into i really started to appreciate it all and what type of album is this this whole album is a dream it's Hmm. like you're trying to comprehend what's going on in the dream and you have like a general sense of okay i understand what's going on in the moment but how you get from point a to point d is completely irrelevant to everything else hmm that's actually a very good way to but go about it. That's why I love it. it. That's a very good way to go about it. So, In the Airplane Over the Sea um, ranks um, 242 on the acclaimed music 3,000 albums list. Yeah, I could probably think of 241 or so albums better than this. <laughs> but that isn't to deny this album is greatness. Because it truly is very uh. great. And uh, fun fact, uh, only 8,000 copies of this album were made by, like, the record label. Because Jeff Magnum thought this album was only going to sell that well, considering the previous album's uh, charts. But then, something happened in 1998 that led to this album getting much more popular than Magnum perceived it to. And do you know what that was? The internet. Uh, the 4chan? internet. The internet. Yeah, and, and 4chan, 4chan found it. Yeah. I had no idea Rep 4chan was, yeah, like, um, late 90s old. Yeah, and uh, that made me think of uh, something that happened. 4chan actually boosted the popularity of another album, one that barely even got distributed. It was made in 2000. It was by a band called Panchico. It's called Death Metal. And somebody found it in a thrift store and wanted to know, like, what it was. They listened to it and it was just, like, and it was all, like, corroded. And they spent several years successfully tracking down the members. Wow. Did they do a reunion concert? uh, Wait, it gets better. Um, I'm getting to that. So... The members, like, basically forgotten about the album and had just more or less gone on to normal jobs. But then they found out that, like, their, like this this EP they did was on, like, was get, getting buzz on 4chan. And, like, like because it, the disc, and they were interested in, like, giving it a remaster, but they didn't do that much promotion for it and uh, just barely got any, like... Like, they, it was made on really cheap materials, so, like, a remastering was impossible. But somebody they knew had, like, a pristine copy of the same album and their other EP, so they remastered it based on that. That is That and was like, a story. And they, and they're, yes, and the best part is... They, they've been making new music, and they're touring together, too. You see, guys, hap- see guys happy endings exist. Yeah. The internet is a good place. Yeah. yeah. When you use it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff Magnum, meanwhile, couldn't say the same for how successful this album has been on the internet, because I'm, I'm pretty sure he... He doesn't like how successful this album is because every people keep asking him, "Hey, do you know what these lyrics mean?" And then he's like, "No, I don't. I don't know. Please leave me alone." And then he shuts himself in his room and never comes out for ten years. Yeah, I about that. Yeah, but but yeah. he's he's doing better. In fact, Neutral Milk Hotel did a reunion tour in like the mid tens, so um, people grow. 
And, and this, and I'm just so it's clear, I'm not like making fun of Jack, Jeff Magnum for being like whiny, emo, pretentious. Maybe pretentious isn't the best word, but like chaotic. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like, like you know about what he would do on during concerts, right? Um, I I don't. I I read though that the uh, that the concerts were very demanding on the members. Yeah. What did he do like, though? Especially with the audio technicians, they were like. Okay, so, so they got like an idea of where the song is going. And then suddenly, and then suddenly, uh, it would go off the rails, and it's like, what's going on? The members have to say, "Oh, don't worry, this is what you got to do." It's just and they just try to work yeah. it through them. It's just Jeff. Oh, they go. <laughs> yeah, my name is Jeff. I I just thought of it. Yeah. Oh, I I'm also thinking of Jeff Purdy, which is one of the great parody videos. I'm I'm also thinking of uh, Jeff Lynn, the brains behind Electric Light Orchestra, and I'm wondering what this Jeff. I wonder what this album would sound like if it was produced by Jeff Lynn. And, and the lyrics consisted entirely of Jeff, 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 Jeff. <laughs> that would be Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> and now you just got me thinking of Jeff Purdy. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk about this album, though, because it is consistently full of bops, like uh, King of Car- Carrot Flowers Part 2 and 3, In the Airplane Over the Sea, Oh yeah. and my personal favorite, Holland 1945. Uh, that one just goes so hard for no reason whatsoever. Oh, same. Yeah. It's one of my... Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs, and... Uh... Stephen Colbert is a fan of the song, and he had it played at the end of his last Colbert Report episode. I was going like, to mention the credits. that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If I ever do a talk show and I do a final episode, I'm just going to have my final uh, song be a cross between Halloween 1945 and The Wait. Oh. <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, it sounds like shit. And I'll be like, yeah, just like the band. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> The whole album is kind of sounds like crap to me. I, well, it's, I it's, think that was it, kind of on purpose. Yeah, it, it, they blew out the speakers. It sounds all it, distorted. It like. sounds like they blew out the speakers before they even started playing. Yeah, I was I was listening to this album first time in my car when it got to Hall in nineteen forty five. I almost thought my speakers had blown out the bass. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that works to its charm. Like this sounds like absolutely nothing that came before it. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, the the cool horn work you hear throughout the album is uh, played uh, by a Casio uh, saxophone horn. Oh. Uh, a Casio digital horn is the actual name. Uh, and But it was called in the liner notes as a Zanzithophone. Oh. Which I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but... Maybe it's a maybe it's an instrument that Jeff Magnum thought about in his dream, and when he saw a Casio digital horn, he said, "You're the Zenzithophone now." Mm. He turned his dream into a reality. I'm glad for him. Good for him. Also, uh, 
Other things I liked here, uh, the uh, two-part Ghost and Untitled. That that rips, especially Untitled. Like when I saw Untitled, I thought, oh boy, this is just going to be another two minutes of guitar feedback. That's what Untitled tracks usually are. But to my surprise, it ripped. Oh. Yeah. It sounded like freaking, like that. The bagpipes. They're they're not actually bagpipes. They're the bagpipes cousin, the Yulian pipes. Oh. Which are kind of similar to bagpipes, except they're not in a bag. Well, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, they, they are bagpipes. They're just a different type of bagpipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, though, there are the stuff that I don't like. And don't worry, it's not that much. Um, I could have, we could have shaved like three minutes off O'Comley. Like, I, I get it's supposed to be like psychedelic contemporary folk stuff, but... If I'm being honest, I don't like it when Jeff Magnum's just being like sitting on the stool playing his acoustic guitar, playing the psychedelic folk stuff. Because like the lyrics are trippy as hell. And the music, the like the whole drumming, middle section is just about like What's the middle section about? I it's all about sex. That that's pretty much what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Uh, this must the so this must represent his wet dream. Yeah, it's like um it's like his personal the contest when he loses the contest. <laughs> yeah. I just randomly thought about like there was a Muppets Night episode where they like accidentally mashed together like a Muppet Babies tape and a Seinfeld tape and the result was like a Seinfeld Babies where like they're like whoever goes the longest without a diaper change wins the contest. <laughs> oh my god. Um... I'm just saying I I was really I wasn't sure what to think of the lyric milking with green fleshy flowers maybe you're not supposed to think about it exactly but then i was also in the same in the same uh i don't really know what the phrase is stanza i guess i guess they, they mentioned silly strings and so that piqued <laughs> my interest yeah um I, for my, my problem with okami really is that the music doesn't match the pretensions of the lyrics uh, i feel like that's that's kind of why I'm not really the biggest when Bob Dylan does his acoustic stuff, because uh, he's he's just singing all this trippy psychedelic wordplay, and the uh, the music is just uh, your regular folk folk song. It just doesn't it doesn't match. Sometimes he can pull it off, but other times I'm like, just bring in the backing band. We don't need this. <laughs> but I mean, I digress because I mean, technically, it's uh, very good. It's just, uh, it's, those are just the parts of the album that are lost on me. Is the communist, is the communist daughter one of those songs? It's, it's, it's like two minutes long. It, it, it pass, it gets the passing. I really like how it has that fizzes out at the ends. Oh yeah. Like you're hearing static, but it's, but it's almost like. <laughs> yeah, it's like. A mixture of electric static and a, a record skipping. Yeah, it's. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, but uh, it's it's kind of like uh, when a dream suddenly changes scenes and you you don't know how or why and you don't even remember remember the scenes changing. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Good. I just I need a clarification. Thank you. Um. Hey. <laughs> So apparently, this uh, album is also a concept album on the life of Anne Frank. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I mean, yeah, I I already knew about that because, like, like, if you couldn't tell from, like, the Holland 1945 lyrics. And even the ghost lyrics, too. Yeah. And O'Cumley. 
I'll get to that later. Oh god, don't tell me Jeff Magnum wants to have sex with Aunt Frank. Oh no, 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 no. He's... I'm saying that after that whole stanza, after that whole section, it's like a whole musical section, and then it goes to, to it. I know that they buried you under the ground with your with your mother and your sister and 500 other strangers, but I wish I could take a time machine and, and just save you from all that terrible, mm. horrible incidents, and then and that really just stuck with me. Oh yeah, that, that line. That's a that's actually a very good line, and one of the very few times you can actually uh, pick out a lucid line in this album. Uh, yeah, some I I do wonder some. This album does make me wonder sometimes what Anne Frank would grow up to be if had she not uh, tragically uh, died. But that's where the internet conspiracy comes in. <laughs> <laughs> You see, there's an internet conspiracy that Ghost is secretly telling us that he did build a time machine. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. What? See, he made a time machine. He went back in time, saved on Frank, and then went back to when he was in kindergarten. And people noticed that they were looking through his kindergarten and first grade. They were looking through his books, his school books. And one of the students in his class looked an awful lot like on Frank. With the hair and the eyes and everything. It obviously wow. wasn't her, but they thought, that looks very suspicious. And then in another page, in the same book, they showed, they showed the whole class and there was a Star of David in the background. Coincidence? I think not! Ow. <laughs> but well, then it gets better. Oh boy, it gets better. It turns out that his, it turns out that his sister also looks like on Frank. So oh. now the conspiracy goes that he brought her back, turned her into a student in his kindergarten class, or whatever class he was in. I forget what book. I forget which book it was. But it was a before high school. Brought her back to that time period, went back to the 1990s, wrote the song Ghost, went back, made her his sister to help blend her in, and then she lives on. There, that's, that's the conspiracy. That is a very... Yeah. That is one of the conspiracy theories of all time. Can Jeff Magnum build a time machine so I can go back and meet Jerry Nelson? But what if you already did, Romy? What if you already oh. did? Wait, wait, what if he already helped me the whole time and uh, I just didn't know? Anyway, I, I found this, uh, I finally found the quote about uh, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea about being a concept album. In the Aeroplane Over the Sea is a concept album in its wholeness. A world created and abandoned in less than an hour. Yeah, that pretty much sums up this album. But you know what else is created and abandoned in less than an hour? What? Dreams. This is yeah. This is, a, this is just a concept album about. I'm, I guarantee you that uh, Jeff Magnum keeps the dream journal just and writes down the many things that pop up in his dreams, and he writes the entire album about it. It's like the anti-midnights. Because, you know, Jeff Magnum's going to sleep and then jotting down his dreams. And then and then we got Taylor not sleeping at all and then writing down her five o'clock thoughts. Ah, uh, yeah, like, I, I'm thinking of making a movie about dreams. Like, I, it's just going to be about, like, people who, like, go in... It, it's going to be like Inception, but better. Um, <laughs> it's going to be about, like, a... It's going to be, like, this weird, like... 80s influenced Blade Runner type movie about people in like the then present who use these machines and like go into the dream realm and like face off against this like dr 
this demon or something. I haven't worked out all the kinks. It's like a mixture of Inception and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Hmm. Um, with hints of um other things as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this, or or like it's kind of like it's gonna it, it's gonna be based on my own dreams as well. It's gonna also gonna have hints of everything, everywhere, all at once. Nice. Oh, okay. And um, into the Spider Verse. Oh, okay. Different styles <laughs> of dreams. I, yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. Pitchfork's M. Christian McDermott called this uh, Sgt. Pepper's with early 90s lo-fi, which is as catchy as it is frightening, and that Jeff Magnum inherits a world of cannibalism, elastic sexuality, and freaks of nature. We can only assume he likes it there. Yeah. Which, also, very uh, su- summative of this album. We can, When you're in a dream, you're like, I never want to wake up. Yeah. Uh, Robert Criscow, meanwhile, Except called this do. album a funeral <laughs> jape that gets your goat. It gets my goat. <laughs> you know, like, it, it grinds my gears, it gets yeah. my goat, censors yeah. my hentai, you know, the usual phrases. Yeah. And uh, the uh, get someone's goat is uh, a, a verb that means to annoy or infuriate someone. A synonyms are to get someone's nanny. To get someone's nanny goat, to get under one's goat, and to give someone the shits. Yeah, All like of... I said, grinds my gear. <laughs> yeah, I could just imagine Robert. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> Neutral Milk Hotel and the airplane over the sea. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Robert. <laughs> you once again hey, provide us with life. You stole life. my goat. <laughs> Robert Criscow was Peter Griffin confirmed. <laughs> uh, also, this album uh, was made with 8,000 copies, and yet it sold 60,000 copies in the United Kingdom. Mm. Thank you, 4chan. This is like the mega mind of concept albums. Is like, it because the girl's like head out... on the album is big? No. <laughs> I mean, like, it comes out, and, and they think, oh, it's going to just be a moderate success, like, last time but but then just like megamind it's because of the internet that it gains a cult following (laughs) and becomes this one of the greatest things ever does this imply that uh 4chan and shafrillis are the same thing in this scenario i know that shafrillis was probably a part of that but it was definitely all the memes that really got it popular like penis music and (laughs) yeah but no bitches yeah and and who could forget and i love you too random citizen I love you, random citizen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Romy, am I the only one who got, like, Mountain Goats vibes off this album? Like, Mountain Goats just copped off their entire career off this album? I mean, it's easy to see where the co- or the influence is. And it's just, 
like neutral cartel was like profoundly influential on i guess on like the 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 tens indie scene yeah i mean they're, they're it's they're both indie folk so i i was just saying like and i've only listened to one mountain goats album and i've only listened to it once and I didn't even want to listen to that album. Cade made me do it. Um, you you should try. I guess you should try the album that has no children, which was which was the song that was featured on an episode of Moral Oral. <laughs> Moral Oral being the Adult Swim claymation show that's kind of like like a mix of Leave It to Beaver and Davy and Goliath with like dark themes and oh, yeah. themes of suburbia and stuff. Yeah. We're listening to Ghost right now, and this is, this is, I, I would almost consider this to be like actual rock and roll, or at least blues rock, because it f- follows the same blues progression. I think that might be actually why I, I like really it. Like it's just very, song. it's very fun. Like, this album, as dark as it gets, has moments where it can be very fun, like Ghost and Untitled, uh, Hollow 1945. It continues the and Frank storyline. Like, yeah. It's, it's a very loose storyline, like, O'Comley is like, I wish I could take time machine back and save you and ghost mm. is is about you're now a ghost and you're looking down on us from heaven and it's kind of like well now yeah. because your book everyone knows your book you will never die yeah that's a that's a good way to look at it um so i i'm looking at your uh notes right now uh paul you have a nine i was not honestly not expecting that i told you i love it <laughs> I did. You did tell that to me. I should have. I should have known. But the question is, would you recommend it to a theater kid? I, I think I would, just because of the way that it you know, transitions and most <laughs> most songs transition to into each other fluidly. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of theater Sometimes, kids are into the indie scene. I mean, it's not really. You can't really tell what's going on, <laughs> but if you go in knowing that you're not supposed to know what's going on, I think. People can get on board a lot more. Yeah, that's a that's a fair assessment. How about you, Romy? Uh, I give it a nine point five. It's an album I love so much, and uh, I wouldn't recommend it to a theater kid. Depends on if they're into that kind of stuff. But um, hmm. I would, uh, I personally enjoy it being a theater kid myself. Might I ask, what is the zero point five points off for? Um, I don't know. Uh, I ten out of ten. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> I ten out of ten. Ten Ooh. out of ten points. Game Boy Advance Secret Code. Don't <laughs> ask why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta love albums because you love them. Don't don't look at things so critical all the time. If you love an album uh, as a ten out of ten. Even if there is like an album that you feel like, yeah, there's just one uh, one song on there that's like, eh. If you love the album as a whole because it means a lot to you, just give it the ten. Give it mm. give it the rating you want to give it. And uh. I think I want to give this album an eight point seven five. That's right. I'm gonna be fair. Yeah. Um. The question on whether or not I'd recommend this to a theater kid is a tough one, because uh, it is very loud. I'm not sure how much theater kids like loud stuff. Uh, but, uh, I definitely do think they'd find something interesting about it. Uh, I'm not really too big on the, uh, just the, uh, long folk stuff, like on Two-Headed Boy or O'Cumley, but it's not bad. Not at all. And I definitely think this will be a grower on me. I, I think if I see a copy of this in the wild on vinyl or on CD, I'll, I'll buy it. 
because uh yeah this is i i do think this is one of those albums that people should just listen to if they want i'm not going to tell them to listen to it because people who tell you to listen to in the airplane over the sea are probably uh obnoxious bedroom kids then again i did tell you guys to listen to this album last week so what does that say about me <laughs> but i digress this is a if you didn't recommend it i never would have loved it you see there there we go look on the plus side um also can we talk about that album cover what is that girl's face Oh no, I just, I just think oh, it's, it's neat. It, yeah, uh, everyone says it's a potato, I'm, but I, I just think it's a drum. It looks like a drum. It's yeah, got it's a, a bit of a dark spot in the middle, which looks like where you hit the mallets on the drum. It's probably a drum. It's definitely a drum. I don't know why everyone always says it's a potato. They, they act like they've only seen a potato like once. What I'm more interested in is the fact that it's, it's based on a, an old uh, card, like a... A card you might send to somebody while on vacation. Yeah, I forget what those are called. Uh, just let's uh, just call them envelopes. If they're not they're envelopes. Like postcards. 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 Postcard. There, there we go. Yeah. A, but I'm more interested in the fact that they're. It looks like they're all on a sinking ship. Hmm. The ship is sinking, and and you can see the people in the background. Looks like they're drowning, and they're just looking over at the woman raising her hand like. Hello there, fellow people. Oh. And the kid right next to her is just copying what she's doing. <laughs> the, the only thing I can tell you is that it was all based on a dream. True. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Neutral Milk Hotel and the Aeroplane Over the Sea. Do you guys think Leah Michelle listened to this album? <laughs> that definitely makes up for us not mentioning Funny Girl. Um... During the Spring Awakening episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Completely. Uh, yeah, this is a concept album. How loose or tight it is, is your perspective. But nevertheless, this is a concept album, which means we get to do a musical next week. <laughs> and, uh, Paul, you actually inspired me to do this musical last week after you mentioned it. Oh, no. oh yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Please don't. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm a do. <laughs> The next musical we will be looking at is Candor and Ebb's Curtains. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is gonna be good. I don't know. I don't really know that musical. All right. All right. Thank you. Oh, come I will be with you when you lose your brain. Chasing Somebody bright and bubbly 